Hi and welcome to the show. We have a very special guest today. Susanna Sweeney joins me and she has trained in a sensorimotor psychotherapist and also in eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. She is an accredited member of the British Association for Counseling and Psychotherapy with 25 years of experience. Susanna helps people overcome the effects of trauma, including childhood trauma, which includes the impact of unmet developmental needs such as love and approval and being accepted by our caregivers for who we are. A few years ago, she extended her toolbox to include hypnosis and has an MSc in work and organisational behaviour. She works with companies establishing positive organisational culture and on building resilience for both individuals and teams. More recently, she has become a certified Havening Techniques practitioner and now a Havening Techniques trainer, which she finds brings fast, reliable and permanent changes. So we're going to dive into the Havening Techniques today in more detail. Welcome, Susanna. It's great to have you on the show. Hello, Debbie. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Brilliant. I'm looking forward to getting into the Havening. Perhaps you could tell us a bit more about yourself and your own journey and how we came to this point. Yes, absolutely. So you will have very early on when we started chatting, you will have picked up my accent. So I'm German originally. And in fact, I grew up behind the wall. So I was part of that last generation that experienced the whole lot of East Germany from birth to young adulthood before the wall came down. And so just by mentioning that small cultural reference, it's clear that there was a lot of trauma in that background. And my mom and dad, you know, bless them. They are lovely people. I love them very dearly. But they were part of that generation that were born during the war. So you can imagine that when you were born during the war, there, was, there wasn't much attention going around naturally because everybody was focused on their own survival. It was all very, very basic, just even having enough to eat, just even making it through to the next day. It was that sort of, was a very extreme environment. And so they didn't get any parenting or any emotional support level. It just wasn't there for them and bless them then it was the same really what they handed down naturally that's what happens and i was never left wanting on material level for anything but they just didn't have it in them to do any more than that and i suppose you know the two things together the cultural environment just as much as that parenting left me with an impact then when i was a young adult of struggling with pretty severe anxiety and also what I would say was moderate depression. And, you know, so how I came into the healing world was really from that place of pain. It was pretty severe pain. I knew I should be enjoying life and I just couldn't at that stage. So that brought me into psychotherapy from a young age and then working as a therapist with people who had experienced severe trauma and supporting them through their process and doing my own work alongside. And then alongside that job, studying and becoming a therapist myself. So that's it in a nutshell. That's how I got to where I am now. 
and um, will I just carry on or is there a specific area maybe that you're curious about? Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Because of your own trauma and upbringing, did that make you want to explore through the psychotherapy, sort of the reasoning behind it and understanding what happened in your own life? That's a really good question. So I think that's one thing that psychotherapy, talk therapy is very, very good for is building a relationship with someone, having somebody who listens, who's a witness to your experience. And, but what I was after was change. Like I wanted actual change. I wanted the, these horrible feelings to go away and I wanted to be able to be free and enjoy myself and having the kind of friendships and the kind of relationship that I wanted to have. So I was very lucky. As far as psychotherapy goes, there's a lot of talking about issues. So it's really, it's used exactly as you asked the question. That's what it's used for. It's helping people make sense, talking through their experiences. And while that is very helpful, it has a limit to how far you can go if there's no other tools added to that toolbox. Now, where I was very lucky was that I came across a therapist who was very open and she supported me through basically in the early 90s in the therapy world. There was a lot of emphasis on catharsis, right? Just expressing your emotions and basically making them, you know, the more you express them, that the, the charge would reduce was the reasoning. Now, that's very, very arduous journey. It's, it's really hard work. It's horrendous, really, to go through. But she was patient enough and she was loving enough to allow me to do all that. There was a lot of anger that came out of me at that time. And I must say it did help. It's just it's very, very hard work. And so thankfully, you know, these days there are a lot of other tools around. There are a lot of tools in the UK people are being trained for in the UK that help process trauma in a much more supportive and quicker way. So, and havening techniques is one of them. To me, havening techniques, I must say, obviously I'm a promoter of them, heavy promoter of them. To me, they're the Rolls Royce really of trauma therapy. Having seen a few of them in action in my time, because I would have always worked on myself with various tools over the years. And definitely when I came across Havening, I had a very transformative experience myself with that. And it was really done in such a way that my brain felt very supportive and very safe. And I could go to places that I never went to before, that I could just never, well, I, I went there before, but I couldn't see that piece of experience through and with havening techniques, that system facilitated me from A to Z to be able to see it through and get rid of that piece of trauma, if that makes sense. So that's what really, yeah, you know, yeah. that's what brought me to, to working with havening. Of course, you know, it's like that for a lot of therapists, when you have your own healing done with a certain method and it's worked really well for you, it's like, that's the piece you want to bring to the world and really, really promote. And so I'm no exception to that. Of course, that's, that's the piece that's close to my heart. And so I'm, I work with my clients with a mixed tool bag. 
there's a lot of havening in there. I also use other things like NLP still stands out. You know, NLP is what, 40, 50 years old, and it's just a classic. I use bits of hypnosis, and the havening techniques are, are a big chunk of what I do. And I've now started training people professionals in havening techniques. Fantastic. It sounds like you've gone from more academic and traditional based talking therapies and broadened the horizons and come on to now doing havening. Could you tell me what people would experience? What can they expect from a typical havening treatment session? Yeah, so that's a really interesting question as well, in the sense that havening is really a very wide toolbox. So you can do anything from trauma work to coaching executives, and you will find something in that toolbox that will help your clients get to the next level and do really well. So what I'm in is still trauma work. I work with mostly what we call developmental trauma. So that's kind of the impact of childhood parenting and, you know, the things. So developmental trauma contains the things that did happen that shouldn't have happened. So you got your whole abuse bracket in there. You've got physical, sexual, verbal, emotional abuse, all of that in there. And then you've got the things that did not happen. And that's the piece that's often overlooked in the healing world in general. But that, that comes in under developmental trauma just as much because the things that you come into the world expecting, they don't happen. Your brain is going to be in crisis. So one of the things we need is bonding really early on with, with our moms. And we need that safe holding. And we need to have, be in constant relationship with our parents while we're growing up. And as I experienced myself, if those things aren't happening, if those things aren't there, it does have a detrimental effect on you. Even, even in adult life, even later on, you know, even after the anxiety and depression and all of that was gone, there were certain difficulties that were left with me. And they were really about being stuck, not being fully able to express myself not having that self-belief, that confidence, not having self-esteem. And so I get a really mixed bag of clients. So some people come in and they say, well, I have anxiety, I have depression. And other people come in and they say, well, I just can't enjoy life. I don't know what's wrong with me, really. The closest label might be maybe depression, but I, honestly, I don't know. I just can't feel my emotions very well. And I get other people who come in, they have relationship problems. So it's really a very mixed bag. And how this, you know, how the impact of developmental trauma comes out, it can have very, very mixed effects, you see. So it's very, would be very hard to kind of put it all in one bracket and say, well, it's going to go exactly like this. But I suppose what tends to happen is we all have an inbuilt healing mechanism, I believe you know, that our organisms are always looking to come back to an equilibrium where we are in touch with our natural selves. And so that emerges pretty quickly into the therapy. And what havening works with a lot, when I talk about havening, the, the biggest thing that sets it apart is that we generate delta brainwaves. So we basically ladder the system 
in delta brainwaves. They're generated by touch. So at the moment, I work only online because of COVID and, and all of that. And there are many practitioners worldwide, actually, Havening practitioners who worked online even before that. So when you work online with your client, the client will apply the touch themselves, which suits a lot of people. Some people don't actually like to be touched by a stranger. For example, when you're looking at people who have experienced those things that are not supposed to happen, anything in that abuse bracket, they're often not comfortable, certainly not at the beginning, being touched by a stranger, and they much prefer working their way into that by themselves. And even when the touch is applied by themselves, we can generate enough delta brain waves to make the amygdala feel safe. And that's what it's all about. It's about making the amygdala your um, place of your, I think it's your, really the way I would describe it is it's your alarm bell, your warning system that something isn't wrong and that we, we make that feel safe and relaxed and calm and comfortable. And then the internal healing mechanism can really do its own thing. And the experiences do come out in the order that they're meant to for each individual. Again, it's different for every person. But every session will have one or two major pieces that are processed. And the beauty of working with Havening is that you can be sure that whatever you've processed is actually gone. So that's a massive thing is for me, um, seeing the beauty of that, that you do not have to cover the same ground twice. You do it once and that's it. So sometimes then you see the next layer coming up very quickly, but that's the next layer. It's not the same piece that you're revisiting or mulling over or anything like that. So the experience, I suppose, on the client side, how I would describe it is it makes you feel safe. So even for people who have tried therapy, a lot of my clients will have been to talk therapy before, or in fact, will have tried everything and anything under the sun to try and make themselves feel better. And nothing has worked or nothing has worked for a prolonged period of time. Or in talk therapy, they may have even had the experience that they felt quite stirred up by it. And then, you know, it wasn't, it didn't go away after that. So they were left with all these uncomfortable feelings. It's like stirring the pot, putting the lid back on and hoping for the best didn't suit them. So with Havening, that's different because the amygdala feels held very well. And when the material comes out, it's processed very quickly and then it's gone. So you, it's not free of discomfort. It's not completely free of discomfort. And I don't think any therapy that deals with trauma probably can be. But in terms of the technology that's around now, I, I think from my experience, it's the best. It makes the brain feel really safe, allows the stuff to come out, even stuff you're not aware you have. It comes out, it rises to the surface, is taken away. And so there's a there major change happens even with a short bulk of sessions. The therapy is very life-changing. It's powerful, it's also gentle. And that combination is what really sets it apart. 
so there's the laying of hands on or the client does that and how would you describe it you work intuitively or is there um, a set process that you go through great question because that's i haven't explained that yet at all so havening touch is a very particular set of touch movements should we call them and it goes back to this is all based on neuroscience so the developers dr ron and dr steve rudin they have gone through a 20-year process by now with the whole thing it was originally inspired by paul mckenna i think most people will know who that is he's a very well-known and best-selling international author and speaker and he happened to be friends with dr ron rudin and on a walk in Central Park, introduced him to the idea that you could heal phobias with tapping. And Dr. Ron Rudin, being a doctor of internal medicine and having a very busy New York practice, of course, his thinking is Western world-based and his thinking was very much around tapping meridians. I'm not so sure about that and I can't find any research studies in that area. So let's look at the brain. Let's look at what actually happens in the brain. And so 20 years of study of neuroscience have gone into finding out how trauma is encoded in the brain and how we can decode it. And so the touch that we use is stroking the face from top to bottom or from the nose out under the eyes or and the second set is from the top of the shoulders down to the elbows. So we stroke down, lift up, stroke down, lift up. Or you can just use your palms, as I often am. Even when I'm in company or I'm just chatting to someone, it's become second nature. You can just rub your palms together. This goes back to, as I said, to research study. Mel Harper came up with this basically researching which parts of the body produced the most of the brain waves when they were stimulated through vibrating pads in that case. And of course, it's a mixture as well. It's like, what can I touch in clients? And that for that to be, you know, socially acceptable and practical in a therapy setting. So the face, shoulders to elbows and the palms came out tops. And, and that's what we work with. And it doesn't matter in what sequence you do it, or it doesn't matter if you have a particular area of preference. You can use all three, or you can just use one of them. And um, basically, the most important thing is that the person feels comfortable applying the touch to themselves, that they find, you know, that, I mean, if you scratched yourself, for example, or if you constantly rubbed up against jewelry and got an uncomfortable jerk of that that wouldn't be a nice experience but as long as the touch feels comfortable and you can choose the right level of pressure for you that will produce a, a big amount of delta brain waves enough for us to bring them through the session successfully and so so that's so that's what it is a particular set of touch movements all based on neuroscience which is beautiful. And I think that's why it works so well. That's really interesting. Is, is it like people say that a hug is beneficial if you 
hug other people. It's that sort of the benefits of touch. And if that's the case, are we all deprived at the moment with the pandemic? And touch and fear of being close to other people has got to be a trauma in itself, hasn't it? Absolutely. So I think you're absolutely spot on with that. Of course, touch, you know, even from straight after birth, it's so important to human beings. We are hardwired to look for connection. And touch is the first connection we have to other people. Being held for a baby is absolutely crucial to their nervous system development, absolutely crucial throughout childhood. And we often like to think as adults that we are completely sort of self-sufficient or independent, but no, we are not. We need touch just as much. And so hugs, absolutely. It goes back. So, you know, even Dr. Ron Rudin will say that what we are doing with Havening is we are going back to the roots. We're going back to those very basic things like a mother holding a baby, like a parent stroking and consoling their child when they're upset. The only difference is that now we have neuroscientific evidence there that shows us how important this is. And it also shows us some exact processes that we can help people with to downregulate their nervous system stimulation. So that's the difference there. And so pandemic, absolutely. That was the second part of your question there. You know, it's a trauma in itself. I absolutely agree with you. And that deprivation of social contact by now, we're now eight months in, absolutely will affect everyone. Um, and I don't exclude myself from that. So what can we do? There are actually, if people go to havening.org, even on the homepage, there will be some videos there by Havening practitioners. There might, there's nothing there by me now, but these will be other Havening practitioners. And some of them have set up self-help videos for this particular purpose for managing COVID and for down-regulating the anxiety that comes with a health crisis like that. And just for general management during this difficult time. So it's a fantastic self-help tool. I use it myself daily. And I would really recommend everyone to use it. I have a page on my website where I go really into depth of how to use what we call self-havening successfully at home for a variety of issues. So my website is the onlinehypnotherapyclinic.com. And if you put in onlinehypnotherapyclinic.com slash self-havening.html. So slash self-havening.html. There is a very comprehensive article there. And there's a video where I demonstrate the touch moves. And it's really just for self-help. There's a lot you can do with self-havening at home before you ever go and see a practitioner for facilitation around deeper problems. I would still recommend that. But before you do, try it out yourselves and see how beneficial it is. That's really valuable. So thanks very much for sharing that. So if people are really interested in giving it a try, then yeah, follow the website and definitely give it a go. 
So in your role in like the healing and, and then training others to heal, what gives you the thrill of really getting into the, the practice? What's the biggest thing that gives you fulfillment and meaning? And again, that's a really good question. <laughs> so, you know, and it, it will, it, every therapist has to have that, that one thing that really keeps them going, right? Because doing, doing therapy with people is you're giving a lot of yourself. And it's, it is hard work or certainly has its moments where it is hard work. So that one thing that fuels me is those moments of transformation when I see them in clients. It's just beautiful. When I can see somebody's face changing, their expression softening, and maybe they were pale and suddenly they have color in their face. And you can, you can see the trauma falling away and you can see them blossoming session by session. I just love that. I just absolutely adore that. That really stays with me. Those moments stay with me. And having, you know, being part of that, I see as a huge privilege. I really am so honored to be part of that process for people. It's very special, very special work. And I'm blessed to be able to do it. Well, that's fantastic. Is there, is there an example that you can give us of someone that's had like amazing results that you thought, wow, it's really gone and done amazing things with this technique? Well, honestly, there are so many because this is a transformative therapy. So the results typically are life changing. So and we're talking about a very short spell of work that people do with me and I'm, and you know, other havening practitioners, it's, it's not long-term work ever. And the changes you see, it just, it goes across the board. So in my very client group, I have one testimonial on my website at the moment. I actually, this is an interesting piece because it was someone who had done a lot of work on themselves with all various different methods. And she came to me because she just couldn't get to the bottom. She just couldn't get there with any other method. And so she wanted to see, could she do it with me? And it was down-regulating stress levels. So this was after very being exposed to a very toxic working environment to a long time where she was very giving of herself, you know, in a caring kind of a role, but doing this in a very toxic environment where essentially she was bullied. And she just even years later could still feel the stress levels whenever she talked about that piece. The entire episode came back and the whole package of stress came back. And what see what often happens then is that you, when there is a trauma like that in adulthood that never goes away, it often means there's a deeper layer as well that needs to be removed. So something that resonates from early on in life. And so we did that with her. And I think we had five, maybe six sessions, six, I think, which brought her through it and it went right through her entire life. And at the end of it, she was ready to publish a book. She had completely changed how she thought about those experiences in the work environment. It was like completely reframed. And she just felt so much better about herself, about life. It, it just really 
relaxes the system and transforms things that you thought you could never transform. So that's just one of, of many different stories. Um, the thing is, you really do get results when you're working in this way. And that's what I, what I love about it. You know, I'm a very pragmatic person, really. I was never into academic side of psychotherapy so much. I really like methods that work and that, that make a difference for people. So the sensory motor fell into that bracket. So I did that for 20 years and had some good results with that. But I also saw the limits of it. It had what was missing was that piece of making the amygdala feel safe. But once you got that, that's it. You know, your your healing, your inbuilt healing system just takes off and makes it happen very quickly. It sounds really amazing and almost see the layers of stress and deep built sorts of trauma just falling away from the person by the sounds of it. It's just amazing results. So it's a one big takeaway that you'd like to leave the listeners with. One big takeaway. <laughs> no pressure <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, well, you know, practitioners might be listening to. And so maybe to say, you know, the, the training is a really good thing to invest in, a evening training for CPD, really for anyone, not just psychotherapists. Now, I would love to train psychotherapists, absolutely would love that because I think that world really needs more um, working methods that are informed by neuroscience. There are a couple of them around. EMDR has been around for 30, 40 years. But again, I would argue with EMDR, there isn't that piece that makes the amygdala feel safe. So I've worked with EMDR and I have found that it can be quite hard work for clients. So it's suitable for psychotherapists, suitable for psychologists, suitable for any alternative therapists, though, as well, that are bound to come across trauma issues with their clients. It's suitable for coaches who are looking to bring their clients to the next level, really building up their confidence to, you know, go get that next thing, that next goal to stretch themselves, go beyond their limits. It can do all of that too. And yes, yeah, so I want to, I suppose, really spread the awareness that there are tools like that around, Havening being one of them. And come and train, do your next CPD, invest in your practice. It's also, I suppose, very practical for this day and age, being able to work with your clients online. So even when there are lockdowns and so on, still being able to offer clients something that can change their lives. So that would be that would be my message to practitioners and my message to clients would be try it out. Give it a go. Um, go to that self-havening page on my website. Try it out on yourself. Give it a run of a couple of weeks of doing this on yourself for five or ten minutes a day with the affirmations that are right for you at that time and you will notice a difference in yourself. It's going to increase your confidence, your self-esteem. It's a wonderful technique and I want to really bring it to the world, all sides of it. That's definitely something worth exploring there. And just a last question to wrap up. If you had one hour of self-care for yourself, what would you choose to do? An hour of self-care for myself. <laughs> well, I would actually, I would book a havening session. 
yeah, I would, because again, at the moment, there are some things that I would like to shift. And of course, that would be my first go-to, would be to go for a havening treatment, because I know what it can do. Now, it's not that I don't like all the other things that are out there, massages and spa visits and aromatherapy, and I love all of that. Um, but of course, havening is my baby. And so anyone who may be interested in checking out my therapy work can also go to my website, the online hypnotherapyclinic.com and slash about dash me dot html slash about dash me dot html will bring you to the page where I talk about my therapy work and my clinic and you can check that out and find out more about my own story that brought me to doing the work that I do now. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Thanks very much, Susanna, for being on the podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time out. And thank you very much for having me, Debbie. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Natural Life Flow. I appreciate you taking the time out. If you like this episode, please comment, like and share, tag your friends and let's grow the natural community. I'll speak to you on the very next episode. Thank you.